Hello guys, welcome back to another episode of God's Children Podcast. I'm your host, Dora Naomi Bibi Ibokolo. I never say my full name. I never really properly introduce myself. Um, so I'm gonna do that. Hi, my name's Dora. I'm 20 years old. I'm in school for psychology. I'm in my third year of university at Uwadola and I love the Lord so, so, so much, and I'm here to talk about him, to share the gospel, to talk about how good he is, how he saved me, how he delivered me, and how he can do the same to you in Jesus' my name. I believe there's going to be breakthrough on the other end of this. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's going to be breakthrough in Jesus' name. I believe it. I feel it in my spirit. But yeah, that's who I am, and I'm so happy that you're here, and I cannot wait for what's going to happen in this episode, because this episode, even just the title, I know you saw the title, and you were like, oh my goodness, what is this going to be about? Yeah, I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there today. So, wait, I didn't, I don't, I didn't usually, I didn't do my normal intro, so how are you? Hope you're doing good, I hope you're doing great, I love to hear it, that's amazing. I'm doing good, I'm doing really good, you know, today was, okay, I'm, I need to get into the topic of the video. Today, we're going to be talking about hypersexuality, the battle against hypersexuality and fighting hypersexuality because, bro, this is such a perversive issue and literally perversive issue, and it's only growing, growing even more in the world, but also like in the church. And I, and I, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it, bro. It's literally, it's literally a um, mold. It's literally mold on the wall and we're just ignoring it we're just ignoring it and it's and it keeps growing and growing and i also feel like the things i'm going to say in this podcast might not be conventional they might not be fun to hear and they also might not be comfortable for you to hear it's um i'm going to dive into things that are a bit serious as well so please you know remember that my story my story when it comes to sexual immorality um sexuality is not fun it's not cute it's not pretty it's very traumatic (laughs) so i'm gonna talk about my story very lightly though because i've already talked about it so many so so often in my past episodes so please remember and trigger warning like it's not it's not gonna be nice to hear but i'm gonna talk about it because the lord has healed me and i can talk about it now without crying so praise god um so yeah i'm just so ready to talk about this topic so i'm gonna dive in and please hold on put your seatbelts on and get ready for the ride so to start off with, I'm just going to talk about my story. I've already talked about this so many times, like I mentioned, so I'm just going to do a little run through. I'm going to go by things quickly. If you want a deeper dive of my de- my story when it comes to like sexual abuse, sexual morality, um, a Me Too victim. Okay, no, I'm sorry. I was never to that extent of like, you know, but I have been a victim of sexual abuse. So if you want a deeper um, detailed story about that, um, you can check out some of my past videos. I have talked about it more in deeper videos. But just a little run through, I got molested when I was five years old, and that kind of opened up a can of worms. Um, I was opened up to sexuality and um, all these feelings and emotions and things so, so young, and I didn't know how to deal with them. I didn't know how to handle them. And I just, you're a kid, you know, how do you process that? You're not like, you're five. How do you process that, you know? So then fast forward, and then, so after five years old, around the age of eight, I started like I started masturbating right and I started doing it before I even know what it was I was just doing it because it felt good and I was a kid who was sad all the time and needed a way to medicate herself and to kind of escape her reality like as a kid I did not bro I'm I'm gonna be super honest I I had amazing parents who provided for me in every way that I needed I never went to bed hungry I never had to deal with 
you know, what am I going to wear? Do I have enough clothes? Do I have enough toys? They gave me everything I needed and more. However, emotionally, I was very deprived. I was very neglected. And so I found other ways to kind of medicate that, which was through masturbation at a really young age. So then fast forward to 13, I got assaulted by this kid that was older than me that I trusted and that kind of made me seek male validation and stuff like that to make me feel seen and worthy and, and appreciated. That made the, the, it only grew my issue of lust even more. And then in high school, when I was 16 in the 10th grade, I got assaulted, harassed and sexually groomed for months by a kid. Well, not a kid. He was 18 and I was 16. According to Canadian law, I literally studied this. <laughs> I literally studied this in my family, my psychology of family class. According to Canadian law, any sexual relationship between uh, anyone that's under 16 and over 18 is illegal. So that was illegal. Yeah, that happened. It sucked really bad. Still healing from it because that's still kind of recent. That's just in the 10th grade. That's literally four years ago. But that happened in my own home. And it only made, of course, my issue of lust even worse. And it festered it. It really became infected like a disgusting wound pus everywhere and it created a lot of confusion of like sexuality myself my worth and it, a lot of hurt and pain started to grow from that experience and then when i eventually gave my life to god in 2020 i still struggle with this issue actually the first week i gave my life to god i struggled i fell into temp- well i fell into temptation i fell into the sin of masturbation and I was like, okay, I'm not good. I can't do this. I, I can't not do this, you know? So I gave up right there and there. And then I went to church that Sunday and the pastor was preaching about how like God doesn't want you perfect. He just wants you. And then he's going to do the rest. And I was like, oh, okay. So then I gave my life to God again. And I was like, okay, God, now I'm really, really for you. And since then I haven't left the Lord and abandoned him just because of this particular sin in my life. Cause I know that he wants to heal me and he has healed me and he wants to deliver me and he has delivered me. Amen. So yeah. Um, Gave, gave my life to God, still struggle with it. And also, I started also watching porn. Okay, I don't, ew, saying those words are kind of icky, right? But no, we have to like, I'm, we have to live in the light. Like, I'm so tired of us Christians using like soft words to describe yucky, disgusting, perversive, demonic things. This is real. This is happening. Christians are indulging in this. We need to just be honest and say it out because I'm tired. I'm tired of the coddling of sin. Like, no, this is, you know, but anyways, I started watching porn when I was in the seventh grade. These guys were talking about it in my class and they were like, yeah, we watch it. We're men. And I was like, hmm, what is that? So then I started watching it too. Yeah, I started watching it um, just because I was curious. I was genuinely curious because these guys were talking about it as if it's like the gold mine or something. So I started watching it unfortunately i did not stop watching it that day and it just kind of grew and grew and grew so yeah it just kind of grew and grew um so then when i gave my life to god um i kept watching it kept struggling with it kept struggling with masturbation they came to they were like hand by hand literally um but then after a while after i gave my life to christ i just stopped watching porn like and it wasn't I don't want I didn't have a supernatural experience it wasn't like oh like of course I was convicted every single time I hated it I I cried out to the Lord time and time again and asked him to deliver it for me and to help me like it was a struggle I'm not just talking about this nonchalantly because I'm like whatever I did it whatever no like it was a serious thing in my life and I took it seriously but it's my past so I'm not gonna like you know but anyways but yeah 
um one day i just stopped doing it and it in it was a mix of conviction but also just realizing how like just dumb it was and how it was such a waste of my time and why was i doing it you know so i stopped watching it ever since i haven't gone watch porn i've been free for like over a little over two years now so praise god um however masturbation <laughs> masturbation no uh, that's that one's a bit tough and i struggled continuously struggled with it and it was weird because i had months of being free months of not doing it like six months and then i would fall just randomly just like that and that would happen two weeks free fall randomly just like that three weeks fall like it was just it was a pattern it was a cycle but i'm proud and glad to say that i'm 18 days free as of today which is december 19th so when you're gonna listen to this next week i'm probably gonna be a little bit over 20 days a little a little bit over 20 25 days free like almost a month oh my gosh that's so good i'm so thankful for god because it's only by the lord's strength you know and his grace like i don't bro i'm so underqualified like i think about like i know i have this podcast and everything and i'd be talking but it's like i'm not good you know i'm not i'm so far away from good and perfect and so when um i'm allowed like when the lord is giving me grace to talk and to share my testimony and to speak to people it's just it's all him you know but anyways i just feel so undeserving you know when i think about like all the things i've done but it's my past like i mentioned it's my past and he's good to redeem and to restore like i talked about in my last episode so that's kind of a rundown of my story and so i'm gonna dive now dive deep into like what i've been learning that has completely shifted and changed my mind and my approach to this sin of hypersexuality, the sin of sexual morality, and um, why I feel so con- like convicted and prompted enough to make a whole podcast episode about this. So a few weeks ago now, because when you're going to listen to this, it's going to be weeks ago. But a few weeks ago, I stumbled onto this random YouTube video. It was like the middle of the night. I could not sleep. And it was this guy who was sharing a story about how he stopped watching porn and how he stopped masturbating and it wasn't a christian guy it was this random regular guy and he was just talking about his story his journey and how he stopped doing it and everything but oh my gosh so many of the things that he was saying was actually kind of biblical and it completely changed my view and my perspective on this issue so i kind of want to run through a lot a few things that he said and you know how i feel about it and um just yeah hopefully it blesses you so He said that when you have the urge to do it, which is to masturbate or to watch porn, you have to recognize that you don't actually have the desire or you actually don't want to watch porn or masturbate. You actually don't want to do that. Like when you think about it, the concept of doing those things are just so weird. Like You're watching two people getting it on. Like what the heck is it actually bizarre? And the fact that we've normalized it is so disgusting. And And it's like also just the porn industry is so gross. You know how many like like there's su- there's unconsexual sexual activities there there's unconsexual videos there's child porn like it's disgusting anyways i'm going on a rant so when you have the urge to do it you have to recognize that you don't actually want to do it but you're simply horny you're horny okay i'm i'm just gonna say it we're humans right we all deal with these emotions and feelings we you are horny and the urge to have sex the urge to um do that with someone else is normal and it's biological and it's a function that the lord has 
gifted us it's literally a gift from god like sexual intimacy is a gift from god it's a beautiful wonderful thing it's this like ball of excitement and feelings and hormones and it's normal it's literally a normal desire it's a normal desire so don't repress it and i know it sounds like counterproductive but trust me don't repress it or become hyper fixated on it because something that i would do a lot is i would like feel the urge and then i would be like oh no 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 no, i can't 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 and i would push it i would like push it away i would start like almost like talking bad about myself talking bad about my body talking about about the urge and then because i would be so um focused on like repressing it i would become fixated on it and then i would start to like i don't know like literally start walking around the house start doing push-ups i would start um thinking of all the reasons why i shouldn't do it all these all these different things i would put so much energy into it but you know what happens when you put energy into energy it just creates more energy and then it bounces back off of you so now that you're repressing it and you're trying to do all these things to cap it this ball of energy is bouncing back on top of you and it's going to be used against you and now you're going to want to do the thing that you shouldn't do you're going to want to do more of the thing that you shouldn't do you know when you tell a kid don't do that and now suddenly they want to do it it's the same concept it's the same concept the same thing it's like a positive magnet with a positive magnet it's just a force that just like fights against each other it's not good so instead of preoccupying your mind with all these different things why you shouldn't do it all these different things be completely still feel those feelings and let it pass you oh sorry i accidentally hit my mac but yeah like be completely still feel those feelings and let it pass you now it sounds so so incredibly simple but this perspective is literally insane it's literally crazy i used to attack like this thing this urge this is this desire head on i used to villainize it so much i used to demonize like my feelings and my emotions to to want to do this thing to want to do this act like as a human as a normal biological human and we could make a whole other episode on like religion and its uh, influence on um sexuality his because it's it's not fun you know it's not fun to feel that way because then eventually when you get married like I, I hear stories of a lot of married christian couples that even feel guilt for having sex like what what the heck man so anyways that's a whole other podcast episode but i used to literally attack this thing head on like villainize it repress it all these different things but changing my mindset my mindset from fighting to gratitude has been such a game changer for me like realizing like as i'm feeling it to stop to to, com- to stay completely still stop trying to do it in your own strength stop trying to figure out ways to, to to not do this right now just stop stay still and be grateful be grateful that the lord gave you these feelings and abilities and made you this way and has you functioning in your natural desires and like it's a wonderful thing it's a beautiful thing but like also moving on realizing that it's gonna come and it's gonna go it's like a cloud it's like a wave it's not always rain it's not always sunny it's okay it this feeling eventually will pass this too shall pass it's honestly changed my life it's letting go because i used to i used to okay this is really interesting because i had a friend who um told me that in order to fight spiritual battles, you need spiritual weapons. And I feel like I was, because I do honestly still believe there's a spiritual component of um, fighting lust, of course. 
as there is for anything um but i used to fight i feel like i used to fight the spiritual battle with material weapons like my own strength and my own abilities but when you stay still and you're thankful and you calm down and all these really i mean all these different things you kind of invite the lord to fight for you you invite the lord to do what he's like supposed to do in your life which is to fight these battles between our flesh and our spirit like i mentioned there is a spiritual warfare element to this and i feel like i've been using material weapons instead of like my greatest tool which is the holy spirit and like the holy spirit is not he's not something to be used but i'm just saying that the holy spirit is literally here to fight our battles to give us power to give us strength in the face of these temptations and as I was thinking about this, I was think- thinking of David and how this guy was such a scrawny little guy. He was small, but he was handsome. That's what the Bible says. And he had a couple stones. He had barely any material goods. However, he stood firm in front of David, firm in front of David, you know, decided. And he knew that ultimately that the victory wasn't going to be brought in his own strength and his own weapons, but in Christ alone. And I'm going to read 1 Samuel 17 verses 38 to 40 and then 45 to 47 and the NI in the NLT translation to even like discuss this even more. Okay, so 1 Samuel 17 verse 38 to 40 it says, "Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, striped the sword over it and took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before." I can't go in these, he protested He protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then, armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? Saul was literally like, here's all this big old armor that will give you more of a chance to win this battle. But then David was like, nah, I can't. Like, it's too it's too much. It's too heavy. I'm not used to this. And it like for me, it just reminded me of like how I would try to fight this battle with all these different techniques. Like, bro, I've read so many Bible plans. I've listened to so many sermons. I've I've prayed all the prayers. I've listened. I've read so many books about this issue. And it they always give you these kind of like different methods and tactics and they try to be so technical with it and i even read this one bible plan where this lady was like if you feel tempted just eat chocolate and i was like what in the world is chocolate going to have to do with helping me to stop masturbating like are you are you like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard oh my gosh maybe it might work for some people but for me it's like no you know like but anyways but it's like Saul gave him all these different weapons and armor and he was like, no, like this will not do. I can't fight in this. This is not it. I'm the same way. Like I'm like fighting in my my material ways, fighting in my tactical ways. It's not it. And it's actually way more simpler than that. It's way more simple than how we think. So then later on in verse 45 to 47 it says david replied to the philistine you come to me with sword spear and javelin but i come to you in the name of the lord of heaven's armies the god of the armies of israel whom you have defied today the lord will conquer you and i will kill you and cut off your head and then i will give the dead bodies of your men to birds and wild animals and the whole world will know that there is a god in israel and everyone assembled here will know that the lord rescues his people but not wish sword and spear this is the lord's battle and he will give you to us oh 
my goodness that is so powerful david is literally like you come with me with all these different weapons but i come to you in the name of the lord and he will give me the victory he will win this battle for me that is so powerful bro like that is so that is so powerful bro that's so good and david was able to gain the victory because he stood firm and strong knowing that the battle was ultimately the lord's and i feel like in this sense we are surrendering control because when we're trying to like figure out how to do things in our own strength and figure out all these tactical ways to win this battle against our flesh and all these different things. It's like we're forgetting that God literally came to to defeat sin. He's done it all. He has finished it on the cross. And so when we're trying to find all these different plans and tactics and strategies, we're trying to get, get control. We're trying to grasp control in our hands. But ultimately, what the Christian life costs us is to surrender control, to surrender control, to, su- to surrender power and to let God fight for us and give us the victory the victory that he's already like won like it's so amazing it's so awesome that i can sit still knowing that the lord is fighting for me like that's such a he's such a wonderful god he is such an amazing amazing wonderful god so that is for that in terms of masturbation in terms of porn in terms of porn that's like that section that i wanted to talk about and i've that video honestly did so much more for me than i'm gonna be real honest than any like bible plan honestly i'm gonna be real honest than any book like yeah those bible plans to those books they were good they gave me wisdom but that video gave me a a perspective that truly i can say has changed my life and i think is one of the major reasons why i've been almost a month you know sober from masturbation um but now i kind of want to shift gears a bit and talk about hypersexuality in the mind so i kind of talked about hypersexuality in the body through the masturbation through porn but now i'm going to talk about hypersexuality in the mind because i feel like we think that just because we don't do it it's okay but the bible is very clear about what we're supposed to think about which is things that are good that is pure that is holy that is righteous that is worthy of praise that is excellent you know and etc so if you're thinking about crazy sexual scenarios in your mind which hey I know you are because i have done it and i still do sometimes and i struggle with that too and we're here to be hot open honest and transparent you know so if you're thinking about those things it's still bad and it's still a sin and we have to talk about it we have to be open about it we have to be transparent about it because the things that we dwell in eventually return into our actions okay so yes i'm going to talk about hypersexuality in the mind the battle in the mind is no joke bro the battle of the mind is no joke like no wonder the bible is so clear about like filling our our ears and our eyes with the right things and to not pollute our insides and all these different things because it's through the mind like i said that we eventually will lead and perform all of our actions it literally comes from our mind it literally comes from our self-esteem it comes from our values it comes from our belief system it comes from our norms it it's all in our minds and um i watched this video bro i love my youtube videos my youtube feed is 10 out of 10 like i know a lot of people are like don't be spending time on your phone like that but bro when i'm on youtube i just be getting bangers like most of my ideas for like this podcast be coming from my youtube like okay no that's not true it's, it comes from the holy spirit and my own experiences but also youtube is a clutch so i watched this video i stumbled on this video and he was talking it was talking about this topic and this guy he was talking about his um battle with hypersexuality and not just in like his actions and like the things he indulges in but in his mind and he was saying how like he has such 
he has or had such a perverted mind the things that he thinks about the things that he constantly dwells on are related to like sexual acts sexuality things that are very explicit and it's it's gonna be a consequence of like years of watching porn or years of masturbating because you have those images that you watch and then boom they're gonna be implemented in your mind it's just a consequence but also we live in a very hypersexual world like ads are crazy yo have you guys seen the mr clean ads the sponge ads why does mr clean look so fine (laughs) like no i'm not even trying to make a joke okay that sounds kind of crazy but why is he why does he look like that why does he look that fine okay but it's not even just like mr clean it could be like a regular ad i forgot what i watched okay i think it was a gum an ad about a gum it was like sell gum tell me why for a minute straight and i can't even skip it it's just a bunch of people making out tell me why tell why i know gum you know fresh breath all that stuff yeah i guess it makes you you know you know so when you kiss someone you don't stink and you don't repulse them with your nasty breath but also if you brush your teeth and scrape your tongue and floss you wouldn't have to do that you know what i'm saying but anyways anyways i understand gum freshness of breath kissing cool but why for a minute straight and why can i not skip this ad why you know so and also not just that but like the thirst traps online if you know what thirst traps is it's pretty much like videos that are sexually seductive of women that are posing themselves in very sensual ways or they don't even have to be sensual but it could be like attractive ways which i guess there's nothing wrong with that but a lot of times it's very suggestive and the music in the background also can add to the suggestiveness um and also there's videos of like um what's it called fitness girlies fitness girls with them tight leggings you can see everything like i'm just being real honest yo like come on be for real like there's so many soft porn videos out there all over the internet there's so many soft porn videos and so that hypersexuality in media and the things that we consume and the ads that we watch can lead to us having such a having such a hypersexual mind but one thing that i found so interesting that the man in the video um kind of like talked about was how um having a hypersexual mind or having really sexual thoughts or explicit thoughts is or letting your mind wander in that way like you're sitting down you're just thinking about these things like or like let's say you're in class you're thinking about this thing. or let me say something even crazier you're in church and your mind just wanders or you have an intrusive thought hey 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 let's be real let's be real because i've definitely been there okay i hey the, <laughs> i've been there i'm just being real honest okay i've been there so whenever you have these thoughts, whenever your mind wanders in that way, it's actually a symptom of a greater problem. And I really want to dissect that because I think it's so fascinating. Like, think about it. When do you dwell on these things? When do you dwell on these things? When do you let your mind wander in that direction? At least I could speak for myself. For me, it's usually when I'm bored, when I'm unsatisfied in my life or in, in areas of my life, when I'm lonely, when I'm sad. It's usually when I let my mind wander in all these fantasies and all these different scenarios, you know? So in this way, you don't actually want to masturbate or watch porn or even think about this specific person in a specific way or think about doing things with this specific person or think about suggestive material. You don't actually want to do that, but you actually lack intimacy and fulfillment. That's the deeper, greater issue that is now making you 
sit there in your thoughts and feelings and emotions and allowing you to wander in in these ways. So the symptom here is the sexual thoughts, even the act of masturbation, the act of watching porn, and the wound here, the problem here is not actually your porn addiction or your masturbation addiction or your even sex addiction, right? I've I've never had sex, so I, I wouldn't I wouldn't know. Um but the issue is actually you are feeling lonely, you're sad, you're unsatisfied, you're lacking intimacy, and that's why you're letting your mind, or even con- like consciously or even unconsciously, letting your mind wander in that way. And, you know, you, and then you might be doing this next thing that I'm going to say, even in a conscious or an unconscious way, but then you might be simplifying these feelings of inadequacy to just, I need a relief. Oh, I just need to let this, like, I just need a relief. I need to let this out. I had to feel this and like, you know, get it, get, get my relief from watching porn or masturbating or doing this with this particular person or doing whatever with this person. But in reality, in reality, that is actually not going to be a relief. You're only putting oil in the machine. And the way I think about it, you know, when you're riding a bike and you have the chains on the bike, right? And sometimes you're riding a bike and it's like not riding properly. Like it keeps getting stuck. The chain keeps getting stuck. And it's actually because the chain is hella dry. And as a kid, my dad used to put oil on that chain. So now when I ride the bike, and I'll run smoothly and I can run, I can um, ride faster and quicker. That's what you're doing. You think that you need relief because you're thinking about these things. But then you're actually putting more oil into the machine and making the issue grow even more and more and more. You're using sexuality and hypersexuality as a medicine, babes. It's a medicine. It's a medicine. And I'm not just speaking to you. I'm speaking to myself. This is so true for me. Like, as a kid, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I knew how to masturbate before I even knew what it was. I was eight years old. How could I have known? I didn't know. I just, it was something that felt good and that helped me to escape my reality. And I just, I just did it. It was, it was also used as a way of escape and numbing for me in my childhood. Like I mentioned, I did not like my childhood. I was miserable most of the time, you know? Um, so it was a, it was a numbing agent for me, and then I that pattern continuously kept going on in my life until I became older. And even as a Christian, I st- it was still something that I resorted to because I was still learning how to really fight this battle well, but also be dependent on the Lord for my satisfaction, for my fulfillment, for my joy, and all these different things. So now we're getting at the root of the issue. You're not just deprived, or you're not just horny. Or you're not just like, oh, I just need to feel this feeling, whatever. No, you're lonely. You're actually lonely. And, you know, it's okay to admit that. You have a hole that needs to be met. And you can bring that to the Lord and he can fulfill it. You know, it's like incels. Um, the rate of incels, I don't know, actually. I don't want to say things that aren't true. But I feel like the rate of incels have been growing, have been rising. Or the the rate of woman haters have been rising. rising. It's because a lot of men now are not there's less men in relationships less men talking to women less men dating and i feel like because of that it's it's um creating a group of people growing a group of people group of men that is becoming resentful and hateful of women because they can't have sex with women but i think that they don't just want to have sex with women i don't think that's the issue i think it's that they just generally lack intimacy they don't even those men usually that hate women or you know whatever red pillars they don't even have friends 
So it's not just about, hey, I can't have sex, but it's about I'm sad and alone and I have no fulfillment in my life. That's the deeper issue. That's the root of the issue. And unfortunately, we even learned this in my um, psychology of a family class. A lot of men use um, sexuality, sex, um, and various forms to medicate themselves for from deeper mental health issues and problems. So this is very common. So now that you know the deeper root of the issue, you can actually implement practical ways that are realistic, practical things that are realistic that could help you you know, fight this issue, which is to find some excitement in your life that isn't related to sexuality or some sort of sexual activity or that is instantly gratifying because that's the thing also. Um, watching porn and masturbation is a very quick and easy fix. It's a very quick and easy fix. And it kind of gives you, it hit, it gives you that hit of dopamine, which um, rewards that behavior so that you, you come back to it again and again and again. And apparently, um, people that are chronic, like porn addicts, have less gray um, material in their brains, which is really, really bad because I think the gray material is what helps the brain um, fun- function like fast and efficiently and stuff. So, you know, because if your brain is in a constant loop of just instant gratification, instant gratification, you're not it makes you, in, in the most respectable way possible, it makes you kind of slow because now you're you're intolerable to things that delay gratification. You're intolerable to things that take time. You're intolerable to things that require more effort mentally. And that's really bad. Like, that's really, really dangerous. It's not, it doesn't just affect your um, sexual relationships, your intimate relationships, your relationship with people socially, but it could also affect you academically, I'm sure. How can you focus in class when you're so used to that instant gratification? Um, how can you perform well and put effort into things that are hard when you're so used to things coming to you, when you're so used to that dopamine coming to you easily and you're in, in like, I don't know, watching porn or masturbating or, you know, all these different acts that are just so easy to access. And that's why um, I've been taking, I've been starting to like, um do a lot more things like indulge in more of my hobbies so yeah ways of finding excitement come on go to the gym like find hobbies do certain things meet go to clubs get out there and i'm not just saying that like like it's easy you know i know it's not easy it can be hard especially if you are a person that i'm presuming if you don't have that intimacy not just romantically but um what's the word uh in friendship that man what's the word i said it last time okay i forgot but even just that friendship intimacy then i'm assuming that you're probably like alone and lonely and you also might have a bit of social anxiety so stepping out there and going out there might be hard and it will be hard but you can't fix it if you don't do the thing that's hard um and it's as you do the thing that's hard that you're going to realize that it's actually not as bad and that you made it through and that you're alive and it's okay you know so these are some of the things that I've been doing lately. I've been trying to learn the guitar. Um, haven't done it in a minute, but I'm <laughs> going to do it because it's the break. So I have more time now. It's winter break. So I have more time now. So I've been learning the guitar. I want to learn the piano. I've also been learning new languages. I'm learning Japanese and Korean because I really, I really want to do missionary work around the world, like so bad and like go to different churches and worship um at different churches lead worship at different churches by god's grace and one of the places i really want to do missionary work in is korea and japan so i'm learning those languages i've also been doing more art you know being more artistic doing things with my hands cooking cleaning um also i want to go back to the gym and work out again but also just putting more also intentions in my diet and just 
having some sort of intentionality with the way that I live my life that requires me to put more effort but the thing is the thing that's actually so wonderful about the things that I'm doing like by example learning a a new language is not necessarily something that instantly gratifying but eventually when I come to a point where I can at least understand someone that speaks Japanese fluently then that will be such an amazing reward so then again it's like kind of um removing that instant gratification it's like washing your brain from you know that instant gratification like I mentioned so yeah these are just a couple things a couple hobbies that will help you to find that fulfillment find that excitement I also want to um join gym um I want to do gym classes like Pilates classes or even just like hit workout routine classes and I want to do pottery lessons and painting lessons and dance lessons I want to do all the things because I want to go out there I want to meet people I want to talk to people like so badly just that right now financially I can't really afford lessons but it's okay it's okay the Lord's gonna come through but yeah just doing these things to just help you to get out of that funk help you to get out of that loneliness that sadness that solitude that you're feeling that is pushing you to therefore medicate those deep-rooted feelings in sexuality and this is how you know the enemy is such a snake and he's such a fool because human relationships can be so healing like human platonic relationships human romantic relationships it doesn't just have to be like romantic but like human interactions relationships are so healing and this includes also sexual connections with of course your spouse in your in marriage you know in that godly covenant of course but sexual connections can be so healing like i'm thinking about like a trauma survivor who's learned how who's learned that um oh actually i don't know if you guys have read the book um what's the name of the book it's the book um redeeming love redeeming love and i think it's by Francis Francine Rivers. I read that book and I watched the movie and oh it is so good. It's so good. It's literally about Angel who uh, I kind of forgot. <laughs> Yikes. But it's about Angel and what you need to know about Angel is that she's been through a lot of sexual trauma. A lot, a lot of sexual trauma starting from a very, very young age. And then she meets Michael and then eventually Michael's supposed to like represent Jesus and all these different things and Michael like falls in love with her and loves her rightly correctly in a god honoring way and then um eventually of course that relationship that sexual relationship intimacy the sexual intimacy will consequently be healing and transform transformative for Angel who has le- who has learned her whole life that a touch of a man is painful and hurtful and scary so sexual relationships and intimacy with your husband and your wife in the covenant of marriage is a beautiful healing thing but see the enemy takes it and distorts it and now uses it as a tool for greater shame and guilt and darkness um through means of masturbation through means of porn and all these different dark sexually perverse things and it only fuels the fire it only makes the issue grow worse and worse and worse because you're doing this because you're trying to medicate your feelings of loneliness but now you feel even more lonely and you feel even more isolated and now this behavior that is uh, gratifying in your little brain because you're getting hits of dopamine is making you go in the cycle of just complete continuous dopamine hit and because of that 
you don't know how to talk to people because now you're isolated indulging in these things you're isolated from social interactions you're isolated from people which only makes you more and more lonely does not make you capable of having conversations with strangers so it's like a really 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 bad cycle and it feeds into each other it's this pit and it only grows deeper and deeper and i hate how it's normalized in society this is a problem there are so many people struggling with this but luckily lately it's been um more of a conversation especially in like around men a lot more men have been talking about it smoking against it and a lot of men have been actually striving to get clean and to stop doing these things which is wonderful but now i'm coming from a woman's perspective because i feel like also women talking about this is such a taboo for some reason but anyhow so yeah the enemy is such a snake and he really comes to kill still and destroy um so yeah i've talked about so many things in this episode so now to conclude what now what can you take from all the things i have kind of talked about in this episode so what i would recommend is to sit with yourself sit with yourself sit with god journal if you need to you know um before you go to anyone else because i think community and confession of course is so vital when it comes to this but sit with yourself sit with god in prayer and ask him to search your heart ask him to search your heart i know it's not comfortable it's not fun it's not a fun thing to do to say because when you ask the lord to search your heart he's really going to search it he's going to reveal some things that are going to be yucky but search your heart and ask him to search the need that isn't being met in your life search ask him to search the need that you're trying to medicate in you know porn and masturbation really ask him to search your heart and as he reveals these things to you bring it to prayer again ask him to help you um but also confess it confess it with other people um stay in community if you are a christian by example and you go to church and you have girls group you have small group stay plugged in those community and confess to people confess to women confess to people that you trust it doesn't have to be every single one of every single girl in the girls group it could be one person that you're really really close with i know for me personally confession has been such a game changer it's so important and like i mentioned in the previous episode is to confess quickly don't let it harbor inside of you confess quickly and to have amazing women also pray for me and pray with each other to encourage one another whenever you fall whenever you do mess up whenever you do indulge in in, in it it's really important um not to isolate yourself to feel bad and um to not just feel con- conviction but to feel condemnation confession and living in community really helps to um not feel condemnation because they remind you of god's grace and his love and if you don't have community please find community um i don't i don't want to be like insensitive and just be like find community find people like it's super easy like no it's it's not always easy you know but pray pray that the lord leads you to good community and also um in the pandemic i used to be in a lot of like discord groups and reddit groups and all these different things that's where i found a lot of my community online until eventually the lord blessed me with actual in-person interaction and community so you can start there as well but i would just recommend really praying about it um and one thing i really want to also emphasize wow this episode is long i'm looking at the time right now wow um, but one thing I really want to emphasize is the wrestling between the flesh and the spirit is important and it's good. And I know it it might not feel like it and it doesn't sound like it, but trust me, it's necessary 
for you to wrestle with your flesh and your spirit. And I'm going to read a a verse that actually kind of shook me. And I was like, dang, you know, and it put me, put things into perspective for me. So it's Galatians 5.17. So um, I'm going to read Galatians 5.17, like I mentioned, but I'm actually going to read it in the NIV version, not the NLT version. So this is what it says. This is what it says. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. So this battle between the flesh and the spirit is necessary and it's good because it keeps you from doing whatever you want. It's literally like, it's just a part of our reality. It's a part of our life. And we're always going to battle with the flesh. We're always going to fight with things that we're not, that we shouldn't really do. Um, if not sexual morality, then, then in other areas in your life. And um, I think for a really long time, because I felt the battle, because I felt the tension between both forces, because I was battling, I already felt like I was defeated because I felt like I shouldn't have to battle because I felt like I shouldn't deal with this temptation. Um, but the truth is, the battle is part of our norm as Christians. Um it's just our reality we live in a spiritual world there's spiritual warfare it's gonna happen every single day there's things that we're gonna fight every single day some days it might feel less hard than other days but they're still there um and ultimately this battle yes it leads us to not do whatever we want to do but it also leads us to do what we're called to do like jesus did which is to die to our flesh to pick up our cross um and to follow him Without this battle, we would have no really need to follow the Holy Spirit. Without this battle, we have we would have no need to be desperate for the Holy Spirit, for God, um, to be dependent on him to ultimately win this battle. And I don't want to forget that um, you can also be plugged into community and do the things here that I mentioned and all these different things. But if you don't have Jesus as your Lord and Savior... If he's not the one who's truly fulfilling your heart, your deepest desires, then I'm sorry. The victory against this battle is going to be very, very weak and all I would say impossible. Because if it wasn't for God, there would be no way, you know, that I would be standing here strong. It's telling you that I'm 18 days free from it, you know. So, you know, if you haven't accepted the Lord Jesus as your Savior, like, please do. Like I said earlier in this episode, and I mentioned it in the previous episode too, he left his throne, humbled himself as a human, came down as a servant to live this life righteously, and then died on the cross for our sins. And it's by the blood that has that was shed that it is finished, that the battle can be confidently, that we can stand confidently, firmly in the battle, knowing that the Lord has given us the victory is by his death by his blood that washes us clean that even gives us the hope to live a righteous life that gives us the hope to you know one day that we will be completely completely delivered from sin when he comes down and at his return when he comes down and gets us so get jesus first come to the lord first and he will take care of your mess he will take care of everything else but come to jesus first this sunday actually um a message was preached by like the pastor's kid should i say kalebi yeah it was by kalebi and i don't know why i hesitated saying that anyway he's a great guy but 
he mentioned that he was like and it was such a good reminder for me like we can so we can be so preoccupied with our mess and perfection but genuinely like and i mean this from the bottom of my heart come to him and he will take care of you he will take care of the rest he loves you so much and he wants you to live a life of righteousness of holiness of purity free from any stronghold doesn't have to be sexual any stronghold more than you desire yourself so he will surely take care of you and that's that's such a reminder for me like i literally have a daily reminder that the lord um cares for me it's it's just a it's a very simple truth but it's such a powerful truth so yeah that is the end of the episode i think this is literally my longest episode oh my gosh i've been talking for almost an hour um but this is just what works for me this is what the lord spoke to me about this is what i've received from the holy spirit and i know it might not be what works for everyone i know not everyone would like what i had to say but it's okay you know pray about it for yourself and ask the lord to reveal things for you specifically that will help you fight this battle for you um and yeah so yeah that's everything guys i'm done i'm done talking and yeah have a good day have a blessed week um and i'll see you guys for the next episode bye